Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to crush, I mean, squash these beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we're reading more of the big Booker shortlist with Western Lane by Chetna Maru, and we didn't say who's starting a beer. I am starting there with a go. beer. No great correction. This is just a West Coast IPA. That's the best I could do. <laughs> called green crowns by uh other half because this is called western lane so i went with the west <laughs> thing that works it is far from the worst we have done it's also an india pale ale and this yeah. book is about indian Br- anglo indians i think they're called british indians i don't know i don't know whether it's a demonym and and you know what even though it says Imperial West Coast IPA, it still tastes like a New England IPA. Because <laughs> it's the other half, it really does. That's even what they more do. Than it's just not the hazy. other. Even though, even more than the other West Coast IPA I had recently. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. So uh, this is Chet Maru's first novel. And uh, is... What the fuck? What the fuck are we even talking about anymore? So this book is about <laughs> it. <laughs> It's all starting to blow together, man. It's just, it's just this one. This sounds like an a Chat GPT. They're like, write me an award-winning novel. They're like, well, how about a book about a young Indian English girl mourning the loss of her mother and finds solace playing squash? And you're like, yeah, that's Mad Libs. And then you go with it. But that's what it is, and it's fine. <laughs> Tell us what you thought next week. Goodbye. Uh, it's so the main character. His name is her name is something with a G, and I already fucking forgot it. Gopi. Gopi. She is the youngest of three daughters. She's the youngest. She's eleven or twelve. She's got two older sisters who are only you know a couple years older, but they're very close. And their mother has just died before the book starts. And they are. I got the sense. I don't know if it's ever explicit in the book, but like her parents are from India, right? Like they're very traditional, but they are you know certainly very living a much more. Uh, you know, they they kind of live in an Indian enclave, Indian lifestyle, and you know the women wear saris and and I don't know shit about a fucking Indian culture, but like the women are putting that they say it in the book, and I can't remember the fucking word for it now, but like the red stuff that they put in the part of their hair, and you know the it, it the men and women live in a very like different realms and have different roles. It's very traditional, but the mom has died. And the father is clearly clinically depressed. <laughs> yeah. He is he is just falling apart, which is, I guess, better than the inverse in India where he, he would have to throw himself onto the fire of her grave or whatever the fuck it would be. But he is... Her pyre. Her pyre, yeah, that's what it is, yes. Uh, but, you know, he is withdrawing from his children, and he does a sensible thing. And he's like, you know what you kids really need to get into? Like, you've been, we've been playing squash for a while, but... Uh, Which is clearly his passion yeah. from when he was a kid. Because it's no one's passion ever <laughs> to play squash. Like, uh, I, I did find it interesting. The fucking real, the squash players they talk about in the book are real. I didn't I, look it I up, but I, like, I assumed they were. Because yeah. there's way too much detail for that not to be true. Uh, I feel like if of any professional sport and i'm using air quotes squash is the one where you can make up anything and you'll be like <laughs> sure i mean it's like one of those things that it's like cricket where it's like so big in certain countries and everyone else knows fucking nothing about it absolutely 
like High Lie. I don't think that was big anywhere. <laughs> you know what? I really wanted to find a can of High Lie. <laughs> it's an IPA. <laughs> and I'm like, that's like squash, right? But like, I couldn't find it. Equally um, well known. But like, I, I was really, I, I, you could really make up anything. I don't know shit about squash. I think it's like prison tennis is what I think squash is. It's like, handball <laughs> with rackets. It's handball, but you're in a uh, those boxes Filipinos make pork in. Like it's like a tiny little thing. Yeah, it's 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 hit the ball against the wall and make the other person hit the not ball hit back. It. Yeah, that's what it is. But I, th- you can make up anything. Like if you told me, like they don't call it a point in squash, they call it a pumpkin. I'd be like, maybe. <laughs> that's I, why I they call it squash. That's why it's called squash. Like, like uh, if the, if the dad is like, Gord just hit. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> probably what you do. Good shot, honey nut. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even Gord related anymore. That's a squash. <laughs> I don't know fucking anything about squash. Honey nut, honey nut squash. That's absolutely. Is a that thing. a thing? You mean butternut? It's also honey nut. No Cheerios. way. That's a kind of Cheerio. Oh, maybe I'm. You know what? <laughs> you don't know. Mind. You know what? You you <laughs> Prove know me wrong. <laughs> you know only a little bit more about the squash, the vegetable, than you knew about squash, the game of kings. It's not even a vegetable. It's a gourd. What's the difference? Its seeds are inside. It's closer to a fruit. Listen, I'm not. I'm not judging how it lives its life. But <laughs> this dad is obsessed with squash. But he's also Indian, and he's really pushing his daughters to try and work their asses off at squash. And they don't always get it right, but when they fail, you'd think he'd probably encourage them by saying something like, chai harder. (laughs) (laughs) This is chai harder from Kid Squid Brewing Company in Sag Harbor. And this really sounds bad. (laughs) I just don't want to drink this, but what, what is, is it? Is it a chai thing? It's a hazy IPA with chai spices, and uh, I don't see how that can be good. But here we are. Oh God, I hate chai so much. But the name was too good. Chai is just tea, but it's a fucking Indian thing, and he's encouraging yeah. his children to excel at a sport. I like I couldn't do better than that. This tastes like chai beer. Like when an IPA goes bad. If I took a took a very weak pale ale and dumped chai flavors into it, if you're into that, this is this is your fucking wheelhouse. I hate chai flavor, so. <laughs> well, I don't want to be left out, so I'm going to drink this now. It's, um, it's a short book. We're going to run out of fucking time. But you know, they took a lot about squash in this book. Uh, I'd say forty-five to ninety percent of it is squash. Um, and there's there's absolutely kind of a hits fucking honey you, nut squash, you uh, cocksuckers. Honey nut squash is, I, I refuse to believe it's a thing. Um, and so he talks about like how to do how to do hits so you can like hit it so that it bounces in a weird way so the other person can't get it or so that it just like bounces only a tiny bit. So you got to watch out for how the ball flies and how the ball drops. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about drops a bunch. It's like oh, it dropped dropped crazy. You know, this is uh, called drops and it's from. Foam brewing or some shit. What is it called? Foam brewers. And it's a... I think it's an IPA. I assume it is. Yep. Oh, that's kind of nice. Interesting. 
What? It says time kills art on the top, on the front. Am I reading that right? That's weird. Yeah, time kills art. Oh, they're saying drink it fresh because... Tell that to the Renaissance. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, what is art? Uh, anyway, yeah. So this is an IPA. And it's, it's good. I like it. I will say time, time does not heal sharts. That's also true. No, they just dry. Um, so Shart scabs are the worst. So they're um, at the beginning of the book. They're visiting um, his dad's brother and his and the brother's wife. And since this dad is, you know, having difficulty, got three suddenly practically teenage daughters on his own. Um, and the, his brother and his wife don't have any kids. Uh, and so they're like, give us one of them. And the girls are like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, just give us one. We'll just take one. And he's like, oh, we'll think about it. And then they go back home. And they're like, which one of us is he going to get rid of? Hopefully none of us. Um. Because he needs help in more ways than one. But then they do a lot of squash. A ridiculous amount of squash. And he's like trying to find out, it's like, uh, who is the best squash playing child? Because the other child has, if I invest my time in teaching them squash, will will be the best at it. He's like the Tiger Woods' dad of squash. He had a few spares to find out. You know, that, that sport that we all play, squash. I just always associate squash with, like, middle-aged men who go to a, quote-unquote, health club. Like, they don't call it a gym. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> squash is one of those things that, like, uh, I feel like, like that uh, they would have played in American Psycho, but, like, guys like that play it. Oh, yeah. Totally. Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Champion squash player at college. <laughs> Was he? I mean, just, it seems like it. Yeah. It's a wealthy person game. Yeah, because you kind of you like need a specialized area for it. Like you need a like an enclosed box. It's this, it's the fucking thing they play in the office. With Robert California goes to his you know crazy rich person's gym, and they're playing squash. And you're like, is that a thing people do? It's claustrophobic. Most people don't tennis. It's you just you're in a enclosed area. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very intense, very physical game, and it's. It's, it does require a great deal of athleticism, but it's not something that a normal person has ever played or even seen played. Because you can't play it at a park or on a field. You need to go to a, a squash room, which yeah. is the worst room in Jersey Shore. <laughs> That's where the grenade lands on you. <laughs> That's just where the sitting is. That's where you sit on people. The squash room. So, you know... You already got to the end. They play squash. That's it. What the fuck were her sister's names? Cush oh, no. and Mona. Oh, right. Kush. I can't believe it was a girl named Cush. That has a different meaning these days. She was baked in the whole book. She was fucking high. <laughs> 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 and so, like, these, these girls are, you know, growing up. It's like, is this like the 90s or the 80s in England? I think it's got to be at least the 90s, if not later, because they're watching tapes of the guy who was big in the 80s. Yeah, like the, her dad has all these tapes of old squash matches, and they just watch them, and he comments on them, like, look how he did this. See how he did this? See how this guy plays? Because he wants them to be squash players because he's depressed. So the daughters <laughs> play a lot of squash, but really only the main one, the narrator. Gopi? Gopi. Is that her name? Yeah. Yes, Gopi and Anthony. 
<laughs> She's the only one who's any good at it. But uh, at the squash court, there's the the son of the woman who cleans the bar above the squash court. That's quite a Who's connection. also good at squash, and his name is Ged or Jed, one of those two. I have, he to, had hope an, it's, I have to hope it's Jed. His name looked like it was from fucking Game of Thrones because it was short for Jethren. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like maybe that's a British name. I just didn't know. But he's a white kid. There are a lot of like weird, obscure, like old timey England English names that are like that's ridiculous. And then you read fantasy books like, oh, these are all just real names somewhere. <laughs> I I saw Jethren and for Gethrin and I was like, isn't that a Rucker label? And then I was like, oh, that's no, Geffen. And then uh, Gethrin. I was like, maybe that's a fucking Indian name. I don't know. Who am I to judge? And then later on, it's like, oh, no, he's white. I'm like, well, then fucking I will judge because that is a dumb name. Yeah. There's a reason we started our own country. Yeah. We wanted to name our kids things like Tucker and Tyler. Better than, those are terrible, but it's better than (laughs) Geffrin or what the fuck his name was. (laughs) Sorry to the Tuckers and Tylers that listen to our podcast. I'm not. They know. We did. They know what we, they did. We had at least one. <laughs> We're talking about this on the day that Dick Butkus died. So you know, <laughs> champion of best names. He's one of the one of the goats of football and the goat of names. <laughs> <laughs> so she meets uh, Jed. So they do a lot of training because the other girls are losing interest. They're not as good, but her dad's kind of just using the other girls to train the youngest one and like do drills and like so she can get in more practice. But they lose interest eventually. But then he finds out that this uh, Geffrin Jed is <laughs> Jed, pretty good at Jay squash Edward for a kid, Hoover. and he, and he's a cute boy. Um, so that's interesting for for Gopi, who is you know coming into herself as a girl with feelings for boys because she's... Uh, and of course, there's the obligatory, I got my first period scene and I don't have a mom. Though it is glossed over pretty quickly after that. They squash that. They, yeah. They squash. <laughs> <laughs> so she plays a lot of uh, squash with uh, Jed, and it's not a metaphor. She literally plays a lot of squash with Jed. Yep. And he's a, he's a boy of uh, famously few words. He's terse. Laconic. <laughs> Uh, so the other sisters, they have things going on in their lives. Like Mona gets a job at a hair salon and then makes some money and is like takes everyone out to like a carnival kind of thing. And then where they the meet boy, the giant ex- metaphor of the book. <laughs> but then the uh, boy she likes is there. But then he clearly has a girlfriend, and then she's all mad that, like, oh, no. And then, but also, she, as the the oldest sister, is kind of, like, taking over the mom duties in terms of, like, cooking and cleaning and helping to take care of her. And getting a job so that they can have fucking stuff. Because their dad is so fucking depressed that he's not going to the store for food or milk or some shit. So he's also not going to work. So he's an electrician kind of thing, but he's just not going to the appointments and just not going to like fix people's refrigerators. And so he's not getting paid for it either. Well, the, and at the carnival, the girls have a brawl that's like a three sentences long. 
where they just attack each other. And then everyone's like, that was a thing. And they just move on with their lives. Because Mona says, well, okay, also because Pa is interested in Jed's mother. Maybe. Uh, and it's and hard they're to there tell. at the carnival. Yeah, it is kind of hard to tell. But, but Jed's mother and, and Jed are there. And then Mona says, if mom hadn't died, they wouldn't be here. And for some reason, that causes a fight. It's because she's being a fucking downer. This is one of those books <laughs> where there are things that are not said. Yeah, every review is like, this book is about what's not, what is left unsaid, which I have issues with. When you're giving an award for a book about, you know, an award for writing, an award for care what words. I, I kind of care what they did say. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a book about, the book has full of words, but this award is for the book where they didn't use the words. It says, the Harpo Marx Award in Literature. It's for the things that were left unsaid. <laughs> Who says yes, we can't make yet, topical is, references? Like, like, how many of the books on the long and short list of the, oh, I guess that's all the long list encompasses both, were about dead mothers? That's a theme this year, yeah. Half? Close. Three Pauls and six dead mothers. Yeah, like, they have a giant girl fight at the carnival. And you're like, I've seen that porno. Uh, but then they... <laughs> Like, what was that shit about? And it never comes back. And that's kind of a thing in this book. Because everybody's depressed. But there is a scene. They like they see a pony at the carnival. And it's the shittiest pony in the world. It's like halfway into a sausage already. It's also like, named Jed. It's yes. <laughs> but with a it's fifty percent glue. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of glue. His name is Elmer. <laughs> This is like hair. It's like hair just stuck onto the glue in the shape of a pony. They just have a, you know, those like maple syrup tap things. They have that on all the knees of the horse. (laughs) Slowly getting out. It's got less bones as the day goes on. He doesn't need all this collagen, but they, uh, this horse is shitty and it's so miserable. It won't even lift its head up. And you're like, I think this is a symbol uh, about the dad. And then she tries to talk to the the horse, and she's like, hey, horse, do you like apples? And he's like, how do you like them apples? Say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, horse, how you doing? Say hi to your mother for me. Oh, God, it's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then the horse just, like, doesn't talk to her. Well, it is a horse. Well, that's true. <laughs> but it doesn't like eat a sugar. If the horse I did talk to her, I, I think have a that's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. As I heard it out loud, I, I heard I heard what I said. But she tries to like just, you know, be nice to the horse and the horse is like, nay. And so then <laughs> she has to like, what is that about? And then like six pages later, because the book is at least mercifully short. She tries to talk to the dad. And he's like, hey, dad, remember how mom used to be a person? And he just goes like, squash is the best. And he doesn't talk to her anymore. So clearly, like, if when you're in your English class and your teacher made you read this book and you're, and you're listening to this podcast in the year 2036, the horse is the dad. <gasps> it, it was, oh, subtle. I see what you did there, Miss Maru. And, uh, and yeah. And that's halfway through the book, or like two-thirds through the book already. That's what's happened so far. It is a very short, it's like a 100-pages book. 
It's like a novella, really. So Gopi sees that her dad is depressed, and he's just like sitting in the living room talking to the chair where Ma used to sit. And so she calls her uncle, which is his brother, her father's brother, and says, "You, you, you know, and you need to, you, you need to, we need help here." And she's like eleven. Yeah. And so, and though, so his uncle, her uncle, and his wife come. And they like they stay with them, and uh, just like at the beginning of the book, they're like, "Well, what if you what, like we want to take one of you with us? Like, you know, three daughters is too much for this depressed man. Why don't we take one of you?" And, and they so can't Gopi, have kids or something. So they, yeah, they don't have any of their own because that's how it works. Like you find someone who has too many. It's, you know, it's a uh, as Marx described it, you know, each according to his number of kids and each <laughs> according to the number he wants. He's just like, it's, you just like trade and swap kids so you get to kid equilibrium. Yeah. Entro- kid entropy. Kid entropy. That's my rap name. <laughs> Spitting them bars, man. Chaotic rhymes. <laughs> it's my mixtape. So for a good Drop part of the soon. book, they, um, when Gopi shows that she's actually pretty good at squash, they're like, we should, we should take her to the tournament. The tournament in Durham and Cleveland. Yeah. Is that the name of an old-timey cigarette brand? Like, what is <laughs> it sounds... I don't think you can make something that sounds much more English than that, honestly. It sounds worse than our Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that make Cleveland worse is squash. <laughs> in our Cleveland they just have a tire burning contest <laughs> yeah that sounds about right that's what they call summer in Cleveland <laughs> that's why it's so hot <laughs> they're like finally it's the end of construction season <laughs> let us burn the tires it is what the old gods want and then so Gopi goes to live with her aunt and uncle and at first, she is like, I'm so afraid to even ask if I can go to this tournament, which we had thought, which I had thought I was going to be able to do before. And then finally, she gets up the courage to ask. And her aunt says, no. Her, her aunt just says, like, no, that is not what girls do. I'm going to raise you like, I'm going to raise you like a good girl because I loved your mother. Just like, you know, this is what women are supposed to be. And then, but uh, after a little bit of something, I forget exactly what, the uncle, like, changes his mind. Or more like, he's really into squash also. So he's kind of like, you know what? I really want to do this. Oh, I really want to really want to bring you there. He knows that Gopi, like, likes it. You know, for whatever yeah. reason, she does like mm-hmm. it. And she knows she's pretty good at it. And she doesn't like that she's not allowed to anymore. Because she has not been raised in as a traditional as household as she... uh as her aunt's place. And so, you know, her aunt is feeling dejected, but she says, you can, you can do squash. So they go to the tournament and Gopi plays and she wins her first match, which means they have to stay over, stay overnight in Edinburgh where the match is, which is a, you know, they had to drive up there. It's a couple, it's a couple hundred miles away from wherever they live, wherever they're living, which it doesn't say. No, no, but then they're too poor to afford a hotel. Yeah, so they have to stay at their cousin's place. They have to like sleep on the floor of the restaurant. The men do. The men do, yeah. 
And those they go and play, and then she plays another game, and then is that just just two, just two rounds? Because there two just rounds. weren't that many because, girls. Yeah, yeah, it's not that many girls. <laughs> and the two girls she faces are like sisters, so the only other ones there. Well, there were eight girls, and she, you know, because they have like a round robin thing, I guess, going on. Yeah. And then Gopi plays her her final match, and she wins. And there's all this stuff in the about process, like, sort of like the, Jed the gets strategy. Jed rejected. He loses. Yeah, Jed loses. But but there's all this stuff in the book about sort of like the strategy of squash, like how do you, how you win. And in, in a lot of discussion of these squash superstars from like the, the 80s, 70s and 80s and about how what they did and like this guy was good at this thing and this guy's good at that thing. And some of them were like, well, you just wear them down. You just... Because even though I know nothing about squash, it looked to me when I Googled some pictures of it a couple minutes ago, it looks like it's a very narrow court. And so unlike ping pong, where what you're trying to do is trying to like serve to the opposite side so the other person can't like get there and hit it, you just can't do that in squash because the court just isn't very wide. So is it deep? (laughs) Yes, I think that's what it means. I mean, they do talk about like how you hit it and you can get it to like bounce only a tiny bit, so they have to run all the way up and grab it, and then you hit it, so it bounces really far, so they have to go... It's more of a backwards and forwards as opposed to side to side in terms of trying to fuck them on distance. But she can't yeah. fuck this girl on distance, so she just says, I'm just going to iron horse it through and just wear her down because she's and like got the And the strategy stamina. was don't, don't try and do anything crazy, just try just return every hit. Just like, just return it. Don't like try and do anything. Don't like do any trick shots. Or any you know crazy stuff, just return it, and then the and then it goes on for like forty five minutes or more, and then eventually I think I would throw up, up at like four minutes of exhaustion. Yeah, <laughs> that just like an, an insane amount of uh, for an eleven like year old that takes. Yeah, for a kid, and eventually she wears down the other girl, and then wins, and her father is happy, and her mom comes back. No, she doesn't. No. Nope. <laughs> Her her father's happy and yet and everything is good for a moment, except it isn't because she still doesn't have a mom and she still is living with her aunt and uncle. Because just and because a end. good thing happens doesn't mean that all the shit stops. Yeah, it is a short. And book. that's it. It was it was a super short book. Did you like it? It was pleasant. It was okay. Didn't hate it. It was easy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I liked it. I didn't think it was amazing, but I I thought it was nice, you know, for a book about depression um, and, you know, dead parents and dead wives. Uh, it was it was nice. It was nicely written. It is her first book, so, you know, props to her. Uh, I don't understand why it was nominated for the Booker. It's not particularly inventive, only in maybe that like oh it's about everything but what it's about but still i don't know i find that so bullshitty though like if you came over to my house for dinner and i gave you just a loaf of bread and i was like but it's what i didn't cook <laughs> it's, like, it's about what we didn't have yeah <laughs> <laughs> what could it what what does this bread suggest if if i had to defend it which I don't, but I will just for the sake of discussion because 
we finished the book very quickly. People get mad um, at us, we all agree. I would say that depression is a thing people don't talk about very commonly. And yet people deal with it all the time. I have dealt with it. I don't want to talk about it with anyone. It's the last thing I want to bring up. And no one wants to sit around and talk about your fucking dead spouse or, you know, uh, fucking mother. So I, I get, I get I why. I talk about your mother all the time, actually. Oh, yeah. No, that I understand. Yeah. It's going to be even weirder when she's dead. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way she can get kinkier. <laughs> <laughs> you got to spice it up. <laughs> We've plateaued. She can't even pretend to say no then. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that, that's, that's what I would say is if I was trying to understand what the book was for, I would say that many things go unsaid in terms of many mental health issues, but depression absolutely is something we talk around and we say, oh, you know, we'll just go help out. But, you know, and you say like, how are you doing? Like, you say, ah, oh, you know, I'm fine. And not, not to say that talking about it necessarily makes it better, but... Well, you know, he, at least here in America, we're going around all the time asking each other, like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And you never want someone to actually answer that question. No, you say, I'm fine. Honestly, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you say literally anything else, it's like, oh, God. Oh, no. Shut the fuck up, you selfish prick. I didn't care. <laughs> That's how we say hello. It doesn't mean I care. Yeah. I mean, if it's people you know well, but I mean, I... I mean, yeah, but like the, these are his kids, so he's got to, you know, put up a front. You can't talk about how depressed you are to your kids. And your kids are kids, and they're not going to say, like, talk to your dad about how depressed he is. So it's kind of a no win situation. And, like, he, t- the, uh, you know, we was talking earlier, like, how he's like interested in Jed's mother. I, I don't know if he is. I think he's just talking, like, he talks about how he's, he's fucking lonely and he feels like shit all the time. And he just wants someone to fuck. He wants an adult to talk to because all he's got is his fucking girls and squash. So it is a lot about what's unsaid, but it is kind of, you know, eh. Wasn't there a part earlier in the book where another kid was like, another Indian kid? Another Indian girl in the class. was like, who her dad had died. I was like, my mom was curious about your dad. And all the three sisters are like, you shut your fucking whore mouth or you'll be <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> but, but there's a thing, like, clearly, you know, you know, I get it. It's what's not being said. What are they not addressing? I just think... Um, Sometimes you want a book about to be about what is said. I want the author to say a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you're going to get an award for saying things, you should probably say the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was an accurate portrayal of these things. And it was a very, you know, in its own way, a lovely book. I, I, I am surprised it was nominated. I'm surprised it made the shortlist. Mm. I didn't think it was bad. But I, in terms of like, this is a Booker shortlist worthy. Not that this season, this year has been great. No. But... No. Eh, I don't know. I thought like I thought Pearl was better than this, or at least more more interesting, maybe. And I thought Birdhearts was definitely better than this. It was definitely better than some of the other shortlist ones we read though, too. So who the fuck knows? I I'm of the three we've read so far of the shortlist, I'm I'm rooting for Prophet Song still. Of the three, sure. Yeah. 
and was it hits most of the marks in terms of like winner category, but it also was I think the most interesting read of the three. This was this was a fine book to read. There was nothing. It was short. It took me you know, two days, which I'm slower and slower at reading these days. So that's very very brisk for me. The words are getting longer and longer. They are. It's true. As I get my decrepitude increases. Word but. inflation. Fucking Bidenomics, man. I tell you. But do you think the, people that are into like inflation porn are like really aroused by economics? Is there a thing in? Oh, you guys don't know about inflation porn. Oh wow! I, I I knew Nate wouldn't know, but I'm surprised you don't know either. Oh, Mike's looking it up now. <laughs> I'm just breaking into stuff. nugget porn lately. And what's uh, nugget porn? Oh, oh, is son, it chicken nuggets? You thought you knew everything. I no, I didn't think I know everything. But is it chicken nuggets or poo nuggets? I'm not actually getting into nugget porn for the record, but it's is it a thing? Is this a real? Oh, thing? Oh, it's a thing. Oh, now I've got to know. It's where a lady. I has, am not looking up either of these. Or it's a lady has no limbs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm glad I didn't look at any pictures. Okay, but um, you loaded up six videos. Yeah, well, I gotta know for science. Um, but the ironic thing about nugget porn is that people in it can't masturbate themselves, so you have to do it for two when you watch it. That's true. Inflation porn is just in cartoons because it's not physically possible. It's like a hentai thing. Uh. Not necessarily just Japanese, but it can be also be American stuff. But it is, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like. Anyway. The thing where um, you put a bicycle pump inside your asshole and you, you pump it in front of people? People get inflated. I don't that. know if it's necessarily a bicycle pump, um, but oh. yes. So, Nate, uh, which one are you going to Google yeah. first when we end? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, I mean, he already knows what nugget porn is now. Like, you don't Yeah, but don't you want to see that? Don't you want to know, like... What position do you? I, I feel like you can imagine it pretty easily. Is it like dwarf tossing? Do you have to catch it? Like, is it like a ring toss? You never heard that joke? Uh, where, where do you find a dog with no legs? Wherever you left it, or something. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, well, that's like a tantric nug- tantric nugget porn. Is like, oh, do you call your tantric sub? But doesn't matter. They won't come. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. The book. The real to serious talk. The book. It was nice. It was nice. Didn't I mean, hate it for a sad book. It was. It was. It was nice in a sad way. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, I, I thought uh, I got the gist. I was hoping more would happen. I was hoping something would happen at the end. Uh, but what didn't happen is what matters. Yeah, it didn't win the fucking Booker. I hope. <laughs> I I can't imagine a but world at this in which point, this what wins. is? We've got three left. You know it's going to be a fucking beasting book we don't want to read. I'm fucking be so angry <laughs> if I have to read that 700-page book. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking beasting. Gonna be so, I'm going to be so angry. It, it, it might be. That's absolutely what it's going to be. <laughs> I mean, part of me is just like, maybe it's actually very good, and that's cool, but I also don't want to read it because it's 700 pages. <laughs> I just don't want to do that. <laughs> yep. Fuck. Well, I don't think this is going to win. I, I think it's be, great. I would be fucking amazed if this won. Because it doesn't have the, you know, social issue points or well, anything like that. vaguest bit of racist stuff in here. I mean, almost, only, only tangentially. Yeah. But, like, depression's depression not a big enough social, like issue like fascism or they don't have to have that that's just my theory you know 
I mean, no, it's a very good theory. That or it's something so outlandish that it wins, like Lincoln and the Bardo. But this is not outlandish enough or, you know, timely in terms of social issues enough. It's just, it's a nice book about being sad your mom's dead. Uh, and that's timeless, really. But it's, I, I, I can't imagine a world in which this wins. But we were wrong about every book on the short list. But that was the, that was the gamblers, not us. So whatever. We're betting a fucking thousand this year. So who knows? <laughs> this Booker panel could have their own weird, you know, agenda or you know their own priorities that we do not recognize or share. So we'll they leave, were we'll bribed. They were just openly bribed. Yeah, this was the end of October. The winner is announced early November. I thought it was in November. End of November. Oh, God. So we do have We've got time for the bee sting. Thing. And we got to do it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, God damn it. Wait, hold on. Let me just double check. Nate will do anything not to read that. <laughs> now that we fucking bumbled the first half of the list, we'll have to read the bee sting. So we seem way more cultured having read the list accidentally. Besides the one I wanted to read. I think we should read it just because. Like, it's going to bother Well, there's the actually there's fuck. two we didn't read besides that one. We didn't read... An Ascension was the one I wanted to read, but we also didn't read A Spell of Good Things. Is it short? I'll shoot it down. Uh, winner will be announced November 26th. Oh, so I think we, we should do all 13, baby. Yeah, we so should, like just so do. we could say for fucking bragging rights, oh. motherfucker. So yeah, we can except s- this is the worst year. Maybe. Cost, but it's also the shortest but year. Then it's also like... The only way we could really have a fully formed opinion is if we read all the books. So we could say, yeah, they fucked it up or not. Uh, okay. That, well, that tell us what you thought. Real hard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Drunk Guys BC. Uh, go to Facebook and Instagram where we are. It's Drunk Guys Book Club. That's what the name is. If you don't know that at this point, like, who, 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 fuck, are, we, who are we kidding? You clicked on it. Yeah. Just like you did with that nugget porn a minute ago. No, no. <laughs> and uh, no one's listening anymore, though. We never, I don't think we ever say who should read it. The answer is probably not really many people. It's but people. That's it. It's fine. People who love squash. Ooh. The rare squash. The great American squash novel was finally. <laughs> great it's English British. squash it's British, novel. Yeah. British. Sorry. <laughs> and check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.